0: where we do the most and the least at this same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Ladies and gentlemen, coming from basically her deathbed, it's your girl, Heather McMahon, reporting live from Los Angeles. It's the Absolutely Not Podcast. Hope you're feeling better than I am today. I'll tell you what, I'm coming off a three-day bender, not proud of it, but I gotta be honest about where I'm at. I wanna say thank you, all the love and light that everyone sent me this weekend. I am, um, let me do a little recap. I went to hang out with some of my girls in our adult sorority, Pie Kappa Pasta, and we did a little mini reunion in Minneapolis this weekend, never been to the Twin Cities. And I'll tell you what, it's like a Gemini's twin, okay? The people are so kind, but then they poison you at night. All right, here's the thing. I don't drink that much. And I know that sounds like that's the first thing you say when you stand up at your first like AA meeting is like, guys, I don't drink that much. But truly, like, I'm on the road. I'm working my ass off. I'm not, I'm not the kind of gal that like, sits at home and has a glass of wine by herself, right? I fly in to surprise all my girlfriends and my mom for this trip this weekend, but they had already been like having dinner. So I just wolfed back like three margaritas real quick. And then I only drank beer the rest of the night. And maybe, I don't know, somebody said I had six shots. I don't believe it. But then again, like that's my denial. And I woke up on Saturday with truly one of the worst hangovers ever. We went to this place for brunch and I, you know, when you get that wave where you're like, okay, it's happening. I don't know if I'm going to shit my pants right now or if I'm going to vomit. Like I wasn't proud of this. I hadn't had this level of hangover since like freshman year of college. Like I didn't know what was happening. It was an outer body experience. My equilibrium was off. And of course, in my mind, I'm thinking, I only had three margaritas and like two beers, but what my body is rejecting this. I run to the bathroom and my girlfriends are like, oh shit, she's about to be sick. A woman follows me into the bathroom and I'm looking at her and I'm literally in my pajamas at brunch, like sweating. And I'm waiting in line. This girl's like, oh my God, Heather, I, you know, I love following, you know, it's like, hey girl, I'm so sorry, but I don't know if I'm about to shit myself or throw up, but you, I, this isn't the moment. You know what I mean? Like I felt like she wanted to get a selfie and I was like, this is, this is the most raw, real, embarrassing moment of my life. I'm about to vomit in this very public bathroom and this woman is like trying to catch a conversation. So if you're listening, ma'am, I just want you to know I'm so genuinely sorry. Hope you don't think I brushed you off or was being rude, but I was actually having a full-blown hangover panic attack. So I hope that you forgive me and just know that in that moment I was living my truth and I'm not proud of it, okay? So the whole day I'm like, guys, I can't live like this. Like I, I, I haven't felt like this. This was the Lord humbling me, telling me, Heather, you need to pump the brakes. You need to do a little self care. You need to, you know, relax. You can't, you can't hit it like you used to. So I go to this place, which is a fucking hydration station. Okay. And I'm like, I'm going to get one of those banana bags. If anybody is a doctor, you know a banana bag. All the doctors do it. They're hung over at the hospital. You get a little IV, you know, and it's just some potassium, sodium, magnesium. It's your electrolytes. They call it a banana bag because it's it's yellow. Well, I got, of course, me, I'm always trying to take things to the next level. I got a banana bag, but then we added a little something in it. Hold on, I'm going to pull up exactly what it is because this fucked me up. And I, what I want to do is heed the warning to all the other people out there that this, the feeling that I felt after I got this was one I, I I can barely even describe it. Like I'm sweating. I have PTSD just talking about it. Okay. So, you know, you can get the just the, the rehydration IV bag. And honestly, I did a poll on Instagram once whether or not these were fucking bullshit. And I had a lot of people say, like, listen, if you're really dehydrated, like say you have the flu, the stomach bug, you're hungover, and you're low on electrolytes, and a banana bag's great because it will replenish you. But if you're one of those people who gets them like two or three times a week, it's not necessary. You're just gonna pee it out. That seems to be the general Consensus from most medical professionals. They're like, if you're not deficient in those nutrients, then your body can't absorb it and it'll just get rid of it. Well, I was like literally at the corner of like rape and regret. I was like in a dark hole. I'm not coming out. And I still had a whole weekend. And I, and I've had one of those adult moments where, you know, even if you're hungover as an adult, you still power through the next day. It's like mind over matter. Cause you think, I, I'm 32. I've only got probably, you know, 45 more years on this earth. You you realize in your 30s that you got shit to do. It's that innate, deep guilt, that adult guilt where you're like, I, I, I'm behind on my taxes. I can't be hung over. Even if my body is physically rejecting whatever I did to it last night, I have to pretend, like I have to put on a sweater, put on a serum and go to a farmer's market at 1 p.m. and just dry heave over the produce. But at least it feels like I'm doing something to check off you know, the list of errands that I have for that day. Okay, so I get the banana bag, but then they add glutathione, which is the body's master detoxifier. So I get this, and all of a sudden, after I get the banana back, usually it's an instant like, all right, if you're hungover, you're like, all right, I feel refreshed. I just need to take a nap now. Take a shower. You're good to go. My skin felt like it had fucking ants with tap shoes dancing all over it. I was speedballing. I don't do cocaine, but I felt like I was on all of the cocaine's. So I get back to the hotel. I'm like, I'm going to try and lay down. I literally thought I was going to have a full-blown panic attack. This wasn't like the hangover scaries. This was like, I just put something intravenous in my arm and I'm concerned that it's about to kill me. So we call back the hydration place. And I, I got to be honest with you, you guys, the guy who did the needle, I couldn't tell. I thought when, when I was in the back room and he was like putting the bag together, I thought there was a dog kennel next door because it smelled a little like wet dogs in the room. And then I realized when the man was taking the the bag and the needle out of my arm, it was just him. You know what I mean? Where you're like, is there a pet store next door? But then I realized it was just this guy. So when I look back on this whole situation, that should have been a red flag at first. Like, I don't know what this guy, you know, and I'm not trying to judge him. He was kind of Norwegian looking, had a lot of tats. You know, we had a, but his lips were very dry. Actually, when I think about it, this man had very messy chapped lips and didn't have the best hygiene. Why I went through and let this man can like put a needle in my arm. And I realized it's a moment in my life where I'm a baby back bitch when it comes to like authority. Like if a doctor comes in, I don't have the authority to be like, you know what? I actually disagree with your, <laughs> your medical diagnosis. Like I just take it. And they're like, hey, we need to remove both of your legs and both of your titties. I'd be like, yes, sir. Whatever. For the greater good of the medical community. Like <laughs> I just don't know how to stand up to people who have medical degrees. And I know that that's probably something that I need to figure out personally, but I get bamboozled and bullied with anybody in scrubs. Like somebody could come up to me, it could be a crackhead on the street, but if they're in scrubs and they put a gun to my head and they're like, give me all your monies. I'd be like, of course. Yes. Yes. Dr. Brown. Of course. You know what I mean? Like I would just get got and, and I don't know if it's because I'm not a hypochondriac. Like, I don't know what it is. But all I want you to know is when I listen to that podcast, the Dirty John podcast, which by the way, I fucking hated it. So don't waste your time on it. Uh, but I would have been that woman sort of bamboozled by the guy in the scrubs who had no job. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know what it is? Like, what is it? Also, if you want to rob me, you now you know. Just come up in scrubs. I mean, you could have, like, no teeth and, like, have, you know, meth marks on your face. And I'll be like, listen, he's a medical professional, and you just need to, like, give him everything we got. Anyways, though, so this guy calls me, and I, sw- I swear to God, his voice was kind of like this. And he was giving me nothing. And he's like, hey, I heard you had a bad experience with the IV. Are you Okay. And I was like, sir, I need you to like, I'm kind of having a panic attack. I need you to use your words, like enunciate a little bit better. He told me basically that I was, I shouldn't have gotten the the glucophion or whatever the fuck it was. That that's too much on my liver and my body was (laughs) shutting down. So then I had to take half his annex because then I was really panicking. And then it just became a downward spiral. Y'all know that I'm out here trying to do the most when it comes to health and wellness. I cannot tell you how much I love these Go Macro bars. Truly, I have been eating them for over a year and a half now. And so the fact that they're a fan of the podcast, I am so here for. The cool thing about Go Macro is it's not just one of those, you know when you get these some of these bars and you're like, oh my God, this tastes like, The feet of a man who does CrossFit. Not here at Go Macro. These are absolutely delicious. And the cool thing is it's a mother-daughter owned company. And and that's what I'm about. I'm about a mom and a daughter doing business together, doing the Lord's work. Here's the deal. The Go Macro bars are available in 16 mouthwatering flavors and they're packed with 100% plant-based ingredients to fuel your body and mind. I throw these bad boys in my purse. I realize my sugar's been dropping too low in between meetings and running around. So the fact that I just throw these in my bag and the good thing is they are Vegan, gluten-free, kosher, non-GMO, clean, raw, and soy-free. Truly, I think it's one of the best bars out there that has genuinely clean ingredients. You look at some of the shit that's in some of these bars and your mind will be like, excuse me, what? Not all health bars are actually healthy, but macro bars are my absolute favorites. Here's the deal. One of my favorite flavors that they have right now is a maple sea salt and their oatmeal chocolate chip. It is unreal. And all you have to do is go to www.gomacro.com. Use promo code ABSOLUTELY for 30% off plus free shipping for a limited time. Order a pack of them. You're going to love them. Again, that's gomacro.com and use promo code ABSOLUTELY for 30% off plus free shipping for a limited time. Now, back to the podcast.
1: I want to introduce you to something that everybody needs in their life, which is Adderall and compliments, which is also the name of my podcast. I'm Annabelle, and every week I want you to come kiki with me and my hilarious friends as we talk about everything from reality TV to dating fails, mental health. I promise it will make you laugh, and most importantly, it will make you feel so much better about your own life. So come join me and my baby stripper voice every Friday on iTunes, Spotify, and follow me on Instagram at Assisto and give me the greatest gift of all, which is validation.
0: Okay, well, let me get to the, the meat of the story. So that night we're at dinner, I'm like, okay, I'm sweating it out. I take in a Dramamine, we're fine. My third grade boyfriend, Tommy Bardas. Tommy, I hope you're listening to this, lives in Minneapolis. Also, ladies, he's a total catch. He's a dad, he's fantastic, he's just a great guy. Like, I want to put him on blast because Tommy's the absolute best. Tommy was going to meet up with us because a bunch of the girls in like my pie Cap pasta group are single. And I was like, y'all, I just want you to meet Tommy because, you know, I'm always trying to put my girls out there when I find good meat. You know what I mean? Like when I find a grade A Kobe beef situation. I'm like, yo, my top girls need to know who he is. So Tommy had been like conversing with my girlfriends the whole weekend. And they were like, listen, we're throwing a surprise bachelorette party for Heather. Even though they were worried because at at dinner that night, I was like, y'all, I think I was poisoned by the IV man. He smelled like a dog kennel. Like, what the fuck am I gonna do? There's no way I can make it out tonight. And they were sweating. They're like, fuck, we've got Heather's third grade boyfriend coming. Like they had this whole thing planned out. So Tommy meets me in the, in the lobby of the hotel and I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. I don't think I can go out tonight. Like, I've never felt this bad in my life. He's like, no, no, it's fine. Listen, hair the dog. So at this point, I'm not one of those people who can like, I can sometimes rally. And then I had this moment. I was like, I looked him in the eyes and I was like, he's a very attractive man. And I was like, all right, I got to do this for my girls. Like, I got to go out with my girls and try and find Tommy a wife. And one of these girls, a husband. I was like, I got to do it. I got to rally. So I wolfed down. Now, hear me out. A warm, it wasn't warm, it was actually a lightly chilled glass of Pinot Noir, which I know what you're thinking. If you're nursing a hangover right now, you're like, oh, woof, I could not do it. Honestly, guys, a little Mayomi Pinot Noir and it brought me back. Like I just had one and I was like, fuck it, rip the bandaid. This is like 1130 at night. One of my girlfriends was like, hey, come on up. We're going to just all change, get in something more comfortable, bring Tommy up to one of the suites. And I'm like, is that weird that I'm bringing him to like a suite with 15 women? Like, does he think this is going to be a gangbang? I don't think he would be against it, but he's like a really classy, good guy, whatever. So I bring him up there and um, they open the door really slowly. And all of my girlfriends from this Pi Kappa Plaza sorority had hot pink wigs on and they threw a surprise bachelorette for me. I fucking panicked. Now, I need you to know something. I don't like surprises. I live to surprise people. I've said this before. My love language is time and like surprises, but not when it happens to me. Like, I want to hang out with you, but if you jump out of a bush, I will shut down. Now, the girls had called Jeff and they, you know, because they got like some cute bachelorette questions, like, you know, when was the first time you fell in love with her, et cetera, all that bullshit. Jeff told them, he said, I just need you to know Heather will shut down. For example, five years ago, Jeff didn't think he was going to—he was pulling this whole thing. He didn't think he was going to be able to make it to to my birthday. He flew out and surprised me. He walked into a restaurant. All of my friends are like, surprise! Like, Jeff's here. I looked Jeff dead in the eyes. And I couldn't figure out who he was. So I'm literally standing there and I go, why are you guys yelling? And literally they're like, it, it, it's Jeff. And I go, who is that man? Like I had a fucking stroke and an amnesia and I had no idea. Michelle, do you know what I'm talking about?
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah. And I looked at him and I could not do the face facial recognition. I was like, I don't know who this person it's is. It's called face blind.
1: Yes. That's what I had. It's a real thing.
0: I had that. So he standing there and then literally my girlfriend Mary Beth goes, "Heather, it's it's your boyfriend." And I and I and it came to me. I go, "Wait a minute. Oh my god, I've had sex with this man." Is what I said out loud and he was like, "What the fuck, Heather?" <laughs> So I realized that that's what I have. When I get surprised, I have, whatever you said, face blindness. Face blindness. So these girls open the door and it's like 15 of my best friends. And I've just been at dinner with them, like dry heaving in the corner. And they all have wigs on and I could not recognize any of their faces. So my girlfriend Candace has the door open and I refuse to walk in the door because I'm having a panic attack. Like not a panic, not like a real panic attack because I get those, but it was more of like a, am I about to be robbed? Like I did not know what was happening. So the footage that they got, I put it up on Instagram, the facial, it's just like sheer fucking terror. So I'm looking at them and I cannot figure out who anybody is, even though I was just with them 15 minutes Da- Go downstairs and they knew they were warned. Jeff said, she's going to shut down. She can't handle it. She has face blindness. And I'm literally standing there. You know, when your body seizes up, like your ash cheeks clench and your calves buckle and you just can't move, that's what happened to me. So I'm bracing myself in the doorway of this fucking hotel room. Just like, no, my mom has to push me in the room. It, it was like somebody was pushing me into like a, like a lion's cage. Like I did not know what was happening. And then it took a second and I just go, oh my God. And then I scream, Tommy's here. I was like, this guy, like, like and Tommy's like, I'm in on it. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I started sweating profusely and in that moment i got such a like a spike of adrenaline that they like handed me like a white claw and i just fucking chugged it and then i was back to the races baby but it was literally my third grade boyfriend tommy and like 17 of my best friends and we went out and we had the time of our life however guys Minneapolis is wild. The people are so great. The food scene is so great. Like I am here for the Twin Cities. We left this bar. I believe it's called Cowboy Jacks. We walk out and I'm not even kidding you. We must have missed the gunshots by like 0.3 seconds. There were two bodies on the ground. I am not making light of this situation. I am just letting you know this was my fucking wild ride. So I have 17 girls with fucking hot pink wigs on and my third grade boyfriend. And I walk out to an absolute CSI crime machine. The cops have just pulled up. The tape, up. People are screaming, running through the streets. And I'm like, oh my God. So I get into mama bear mode. And I literally like, roll call. I need a head count. (laughs) My girlfriend, Sage, who's from Boston. Sage has these dark moments where she can just like, she honestly, and I blame Sage. Sage, if you're listening to this podcast, you're the reason I think you bought me six shots. I don't Wanna claim that, but I really do blame you for a lot of my problems in my life. But Sage just kind of got really serious and she was like, Heather, I need to go over there and investigate. I was like, Sage, you're not a fucking cop. She's like, I just need to to see some things. So Sage walks over. They're like, ma'am, get back. And she's like, she's in her fucking wig with a t-shirt that says like girl gang on it. And Sage is just like, Yeah, yeah. Uh, just what I thought. And like, <laughs> we're like, what do you, what do you mean just what you thought? But she's like cracking the case in her mind. I've got two girls who are screaming. Everyone, it's just mass pandemonium in the streets. And I'm like, we got to get the fuck out of Minneapolis. We have to run like three blocks down the street because now the cops have blocked up all the streets. Uber drivers are refusing to pick us up. I've got to pee. I'm like, what did we just see? And then I'm like, wait a minute, this just fucking happened. We could have the fucking perp running down the street with us. We didn't solve the crime. Thank God we found out the next day that the two gentlemen who got shot did survive. They are in critical condition. They're in the hospital. But I was just like, what the fuck happened? Moral of the story is don't get an IV bag when you're hungover. (sighs) I don't know. Absolutely not to just, you know, that was God testing me. He said, you know what, bitch? You thought you can hang. You thought you're going to come surprise people. Well, the joke's on you. The surprise is on you. You need to take a weekend off. You need to relax. You need to quit doing the most and do the least. But I am actively trying to find Tommy a wife. So ladies, if you are single, slide in his DMs, Tommy Um, And it was just great. And you know what? I got to say this. Absolutely, yes. I feel like when you're, at least for me, because I don't, I like surprising people and I like entertaining. When things happen to me that are not planned, I think that's why I shut down a little bit because I like to be in control of the situation, right? I just felt though that these girls, you know, one thing they were like, Heather, we knew you'd hate the surprise, but we just thought this was so funny. And and I had the best time. And I feel so richly blessed to have a group of women who physically hold me up. I'm, I'm talking like literally weakened at Bernie's They just kept sunglasses on my face all night and held me up because I was like, I can't make it, but I'm going to do this for y'all. And I think as adults, like as we get older, especially with female friendships, and I was talking about this with one of my girlfriends recently, you know, it's interesting when you break up with a girlfriend, like a real dear girlfriend, it's like a divorce, truly. And I think that women just have a deeper connection, right? We, we we connect on a spiritual, like cellular level. I mean, fuck, we all end up having the same period. And I've had a couple bad female breakups in the last like five years. And I'm sure a lot of it stemmed from the, the stress around my dad dying. And you know, I was just in a different place, right? And I probably couldn't be there for them and they couldn't be there for me. And I, and I still feel bad about it. But, you know, and also we learn, we grow. But it's very interesting, this little group that we have, Pi Kappa Pasta, and we're going to do another trip and we're going to open it up to everybody. It just so happened that these are the girls that signed up for the original trip and and we're all like besties now. So it's an inclusive group, not an exclusive group. But I just had one of those cool aha moments like I was on the flight back to LA, hysterically crying. I mean, was it was I coming off like a 3-day hangover and whatever poison that the Norwegian man with tattoos put in my system for sure. But I was hysterically crying on the flight just being like I my heart is so full to have a group of women in your thirties. Like when you get into your thirties, you can usually count like three bad bitches on your hand. And we all come from different walks of life in different cities. This isn't like everybody's from like one of my Delta Gammas is from Mississippi. This is like, we got Yazzie from DC, Molly from DC. We got girls from Detroit. We got girls who live in Europe. We got a girl from Nashville. I mean, everybody's everywhere. We got Carrie who's out in call whatchamacallit, you know, Sonoma. Anyways, I just say that to let you know that we're cross-continental. Um, but I don't know, it just, I was just really, truly just, I just love my friends so much. And I felt like my girlfriend Whitney said, Heather, we wanted you to feel celebrated. And, you know, going into this fucking wedding, there's all this pressure and, you know, you got to have these parties and all this bullshit. And they were like, we don't want you to worry about anything. We want to surprise you and have you feel celebrated. And I think, when you're in entertainment, I'm always the one who's on. I'm always the one who's like, okay, I've planned it. I'm entertaining. I'm, you know, I got to make sure everybody else feels good. And it was just one of those moments where they like forced me to sit back and be silly and to feel like, okay, they've got it. I don't know. I hope this translates. This probably sounds so fucking cheesy, but from the bottom of my heart, I feel so blessed to have, To be an adult, like a real adult where like I pay taxes, you know, and could get audited at any moment. I think that like, that's where I'm at. You know, in your 20s, yeah, you technically can get audited, but you like, you know, if you kind of like disappeared, they'd be like, all right, she's 20. But in your 30s, I could do jail time. You know what I'm saying? And I just know that those bitches would bail me out. Is the moral of the story, absolutely yes, to just living on the fucking edge. And you know what? I needed a weekend, as much as I needed a weekend to like, go to the ranch in Malibu and just eat granola and hike 10 miles, I also needed a weekend to end up at some sketchy hydration bar, possibly be a part of a CSI investigation and eat pizza at 6 a.m. with my third grade boyfriend. You know what I mean? That's the weekend I needed to refill my heart with that girl that girl power. It's true. Sometimes you just need a weekend with your girls, plain and simple. Plain and fucking simple. Okay, now that I've recapped that I'm alive, I will tell you though, I keep these Pedialyte packets in my purse and I just found one and I just threw it in in my water bottle and, and I'm already feeling like a new person. Pedialyte and a spinach dip from Hillstone, also known as Houston, also known as South Beverly Grill, also known as Honor Bar, also known as R&D Kitchen in, San, in Santa Monica. You know it. If you've got a Hillstone, Houston's, any of those in your life, get a spinach dip. That's what I'm going to get after this. I'm going to record this. I'm going to go get a spinach dip. So between the Pedialyte and my spinach dip, I'm going to be fucking a okay. And that's where we're at. So I don't know. I hope this podcast episode, you guys are not going to um, unfollow me from (laughs) just my recap. But I just learned a lot. I've learned a lot, y'all. I've learned a fucking lot. I have. I'm growing. I'm expanding. I'm also in Pisces season. And I've said this before, but when you're a Pisces and you're in your season— I just feel like I'm a sponge and I'm absorbing. You know, I, I'm, I'm like in an exercise band. I'm growing, I'm stretching, I'm contracting, I'm restricting. I'm like, like I'm going through it in a positive way. But I also needed this weekend to have that severe of a hangover to be like, wow, maybe let's not show up to a party and try and catch up with everyone. Also, I did love like the 10 messages I got, people inviting me to like join their AA program. Thank you so much if you know me, if you come to my shows, I don't really drink. I mean, I drink, I'll have a glass of wine every now and then, but I'm not a... And again, I know as soon as I said that, like as soon as those words came out of my mouth, somebody's gonna be like, that's the first step is saying that you don't drink a lot. But I don't, I really don't. And even my girlfriends are like, Heather, you're not a huge drinker, so... That's probably why you went down a downward spiral. Like, you know, on a scale of one to two, just like full deceased, I was embalmed. By Sunday, I was fully embalmed. Like they had already prepared my body. They were giving me my last rites and that was it. Like that's where I was. But I needed that to A, check myself. B, have some, you know, when you're hungover and you're laughing so hard, like everything's funny. God, I was, Giggling. But again, I apologize to the woman in the bathroom at um, that restaurant for brunch. I'm so sorry. I did not mean to be rude, but I didn't know what was about to happen to my body. And there's no worse feeling than being a grown-ass adult and being like, I could shit myself right now, or I could throw up. And I'm still one of those people that if I, God forbid, have to get sick, I cry and call my mom. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's for sure what I do. Also, side note, want to just say this real quick. This group of girls— I have invited my mom and my godmother, Angela, into their group. And it is literally sparked, like they love hanging out with these older women in my life and I just find it so refreshing and I was like guys thank you so much for letting my mom and my godmother tag along to these like wild girls weekend they're like are you fucking kidding me they're like Heather your mom was out till 3am doing karaoke the other night and you had one rough night and can't even fucking hang like we'd rather you not come on this trip and just hang out with your mom and I'm like honestly touche but I just think it's cool you know when you get older and then like your your friends become your parents Robin even looked at me she's like Heather thank you so much for letting me you know be a part of this I'm like fuck yeah mom they want you They don't want to fucking hang out with me. I'm over here crying in the corner because I got a bad IV. Robin has six bottles of Chianti and is taking her top off at a karaoke bar. Oh, I will say, side note, we went to this place called The Moose, and it's very Midwestern. Like, Minneapolis is a fucking vibe. Everyone's, like, good-looking, but, like, you know, still approachable. Like, also, ladies, if you're single, a lot of hot guys in Minneapolis. I'm just throwing this out there. And they're all kind of, like, lumbersexual, a little bit of flannel, a little bit of north face, a little bit of facial hair. But, like, I feel like they've all got big dicks. I'm just throwing this out there. Not that a big dick is like necessarily what you need, but I just felt like, you know, when you walk by someone's pants and it just feels warm, that's like, I was like, okay, I get it, I get it. So anyways, I just feel like it's a great city and people need to check it out. But we did go to this one karaoke bar and this woman kept cutting my mic off. This was the night that I got really intoxicated. We were singing like, uh, you know, that song from, oh, fuck Carrie Underwood. You know, I dug my key into the side of his, that, well, I apparently was going off, you know, off script, if you will. And then in between like, you know, the bridge, I would say things like, just so you know, if you cheat on me, I will cut off your penis and send it home to your mother because I know where she lives. (laughs) And the woman who was running the karaoke was like, just shut off my mic. She was like, you're done and you're not allowed to get it back on stage. So... Anyways, that's where I'm at in my life. I want to hear what Absolutely Nots y'all are getting into. We're about to hit the hotline. Also, it has been so much fun getting back into these voicemails because just when I think my life's in shambles and I need to get my life right, y'all just make me realize I'm doing okay. So let's get into the voicemails. And um, thanks for indulging me in this this little Minneapolis trip.
1: Heather, this is Lauren from Atlanta. Um, my Absolutely Not is when you're waiting tables, or not even waiting tables, but Just going out to eat and your server comes up and she goes, how is everything tasting? I don't know. Do you want to try it? Like, I'm sorry. You're mad at your server for asking you how your meal is.
0: She was just trying to find a more sophisticated way of saying like, how's the food? How's that's, everything tasting?
1: That's what she's upset about? That's what
0: you're upset about? Who
1: has time in their day?
0: How's everything tasting? Does she not like the word taste? Is it like a moist situation? People that's get very so upset weird. when I say moist, and I fucking love saying moist.
1: You're the only person I know who doesn't say like, uh, I hate the word moist.
0: Yeah, I'm like, guys, it doesn't bother me. It's
1: moist, whatever.
0: Don't you love a moist cake? Yeah. You, I don't describe, you know, uh, pastries as not dry. I say they're moist. You know, you want a moist croissant. I, no, ma'am. I, I, <laughs> no, ma'am. I'm sorry.
1: No, I, I disagree with you. Look inward. That was way Look too inward.
0: Much. Yeah. Also, she said, don't you hate it when you're waiting tables? She but, has never waited a table she's never a waited in her
1: d- life. I can tell you that. Yeah.
0: This bitch has never waited a table. She's the one sitting there being like, ew, did you really come and ask me how my food is tasting? How dare you look me in the eye? God. Ugh. People are the worst. Keep going.
1: Ain't that the truth? All right.
0: Hi Heather,
1: this is Lauren, one of your fellow Pi Kappa Pasta sisters, you just haven't met us yet. Oh yes. Anyways, my best friend is having her bachelorette party in Scottsdale, Yeah. and I just want to say absolutely yes to you coming and being our house bomb, full <laughs> inclusive, all inclusive trip. We'll get the wine, we'll wine and dine you, and obviously the pasta will be there. Anyways, we will be seeing you in San Francisco
0: soon. Yes. <laughs> Wait, this is amazing. Okay, we need to, okay, I'll reach out to them on Instagram. Absolutely, I will come and be a house mom. Can I be honest with you? Like, you know, we call it a sorority, this pie capa pasta thing. And again, we, it's just like this little like group, this little gang that we've created. But I think if you didn't, if you weren't in a sorority, to me, being in a sorority was so much fucking fun. It was like all these different women from all different walks of life. And we just got together and like, partied and did philanthropy work and just like had, it was like a forced friendship, right? But then you you just have a great time. I think people who haven't been in Greek life, like when I moved to LA, people were always like, oh my God, Heather, you were in a sorority. I'd never see that. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, my sorority experience wasn't me standing around circling, you know, where your sorority sister makes you, like, strip down your clothes and, like, circle your fat. And they're like, these are all your flaws. Like, I wasn't hazed. They gave me gifts. We went to fucking bars. We went to parties. I went to Mardi Gras with my sorority sisters. Like, we just had a sense of camaraderie, you know? And so I just feel having these other, like, you know, we call it a sorority. But it's just fucking fun to have a group of, like, like like-minded women who just want to get together and giggle. Like there is nothing better than a girl giggle. Do you know what I'm saying, Michelle? When you like get with your girlfriends and it's just like a deep guttural giggle.
1: Nothing better. Nothing better. Yeah.
0: And literally when I was like checking into the hotel in Minneapolis and and our sweet friend Paige who lives there, she made these like cute boxes and they had like matching t-shirts and socks and candles. And I was like, I just have one of those moments where I was like, I love girl shit. Like being a girl sometimes is so much fucking fun. On the other end of that, I thought about, you know, if, if I thought about maybe when I retire, going back to the University of Mississippi and being the house mom for my sorority. You know, if like Jeff at this point, you know, has left me for a younger woman, I would tell him to go fuck himself and then I would just move into the Delta Gamma house. I would become the house mom and then I just sleeping with like the young, hot 22-year-old house boys. Do you know what I mean?
1: I love that for you.
0: Thank you. I really, and I told Jeff, I said, listen, if you fuck this up, that's where I'm going. I'm going back to my grassroots. I'm going back to the University of Mississippi, and I'm going to fuck really hot, like Sigma Chi's. (laughs) And, And that's me. And he said, babe, we'll add that into like our legal, like prenup paperwork before our marriage. Like if, if, if you fuck up, Jeff, that's where I'm going and you can't stop me. Like, you know what I mean? And he was like, I get it. It's fine. Live your truth. But yes, girls, will I come to Scottsdale? If I can figure it out on my schedule, I will absolutely come be the house mom because I've already laid in bed at night and thought that this is a future career for me. I would love to look over everyone. You know, I always carry uh, a safety kit with me. I realize like I am ready for motherhood in a sense where because I've been on the road so much, I'm a extremely savvy packer. So I've got a whole, I've got like three kits in my book back at all times that have every kind of medicine you can imagine, every kind of wipe, every kind of thing. we got a serum, we've got it all. Also, side note, that was the funniest thing. When I hit rock bottom this weekend, you have like 17 girls and they're like, what, I'm, I almost said the word caboodle, you know, like your makeup kit. We had every kind of drug you could imagine, every kind of prescription drug, every kind of like ointment you can imagine. I mean, if you had an eczema flare up a year infection, a hemorrhoid, and ADHD. We had you fucking covered. (laughs) They were like, what does she need? Does she need a Zofran? I'm like, what's that? They're like, anti-nausea. Take that. Take half a Benadryl. Then we're going to give you like a five milligram Adderall at like 1 a.m. so you can bounce back. I'm like, this is fucking nuts. Those are my girls. You know, if you were on a trip with a guy, if I, if I've ever needed anything and I'm like, hey, like need to go on Jeff's little, um, like dot kit. I'm like, Jeff, do you have like neosporin? And like, what's neosporin? Huh? You know, I'm like, Jeff, do you not, you don't have three band-aids? Uh, my boyfriend went on a trip a couple weeks
1: ago and didn't bring any pants. We just no pants? No pants. Because he forgot? Yeah. Just didn't cross his mind to pack anything to wear on his bottom half of his body. <laughs>
0: It is men to a T. Yeah. Where I'm over here, I'm like, what do you need? Okay. I've got I've got i I've got a track of hair, like I've got <laughs> clip and extensions, a glitter thong, 14
1: oh, pairs of underwear 14, for the weekend. Yeah,
0: 14 pairs of underwear. And then I literally have like the cure for cancer. It's somewhere in my my med kit. Also, you know, what's funny, these bitches like with the bachelorette party, they bought all these condoms. And so I don't know if somebody pulled a prank and they put all of the condoms in my book bag and my purse. You know, the scene from Bridesmaids where Melissa McCarthy, she's like, I put a fucking loaded gun in Annie's back and she's like on her way to the, uh, or Maya Rudolph's character, on her way to the um, fucking airport. I swear to God that happened. Cause I get on the flight, I'm putting my purse in the overhead bin, and two condoms fell out. And it was one of those moments where the old lady behind me saw them and she and I both locked eyes and I stepped on them immediately. And I was like, there's no recovering. And so I just picked them up and I looked at her, and I go, It was my it was a bachelorette weekend. And she was like, Uh-huh, I'm sure, you fucking hussy. And I wanted to be like, listen, ma'am, I don't use condoms with Jeff because like I'm on birth control and also he's like my husband. And I you know what I mean? I kind of wanted to I got like defensive, where it's like, I don't even use these. And then I realized if I was going to say that, it'd make me sound even sluttier. And I had my ring on. It was just a whole thing. So to the girls who just shoved, like I'm finding condoms everywhere. I opened my, my, um, carry on and there was just like condoms everywhere. I was like, great. Okay. Well, you know what? Joke's on me. Okay. Let's get to the next voicemail.
1: So, Hey Heather, this is Kristen, um, from Alabama and Birmingham. And we barely know each other, frankly, like my Friend made me listen to your podcast on the way down, and we listened absolutely not. It was great. So, we're here at the beach
0: in Santa Rosa Beach 38. Love 38.
1: I have an absolutely not for you. Okay, get to it. Absolutely do not ever stand in front of me with 30 solid minutes of Instagram posts and jumping. I just want to look at the water. I, ju- I just came. but like, fucking <laughs> stressful. Like, I'm just trying to be here having some water time. And no, I don't. I get like tangerine, thong bathing in my face for like 30 minutes, Heather. And it's just <laughs> absolutely not. It's Wait, Absolutely what was her name her. again?
0: Yeah, Kristen? right, it? Kristen, like, okay, Kristen. You know what? I 100% agree with you. If you don't follow the account Instagram, our influencers in the wild, it's so fucking great. Let me tell you, there were so many influencer moments when we were in Asia where these women, it was a lot of Russian women specifically with these like banging bodies, would just be hanging, like we were on a boat for the day and they would just literally not even go snorkeling. They would just stay on the edge of the boat in thongs and take photos and, you know, I've got a little, you know, Chris knows how to get my angles and, and we take photos, but I'm the opposite of an influencer. Like, I'm over there just, like, drinking a pina colada, like, talking shit. You know what I'm saying? It's too much effort. I don't know how people do it. You know what? I feel you, girl. One, one. 30A, Santa Rosa Beach is absolutely beautiful. It's the secret of Florida, if you don't know it. Um, So I see you, you probably were sitting down, you had a nice bottle of Whispering Angel. You probably went over to Modica Market at Seaside, Florida. You went and got that really good tuna fish salad. I I don't know what's up with the shrimp salad and the tuna salad at Modica, but it's the fucking best. And you were sitting on the beach, ready to have your snack and your bottle of Whispering Angel. And then you got to watch, you know, some girl named Madison in her tangerine thong T- taking shots. Here's the deal. The best is when I see like a mom take photos. Cause my mom used to have to video me when I do all my crazy character videos, but they were funny. But like, if my mom was, if I tried to take sexy photos right now, my mom would be like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, No girl. I feel you. But you know, P2P, peer to peer, maybe we have this moment where it's like, Hey, can you not, can you go down to the beach? Like eight minutes. I don't wanna stare at your ripped body. You know what I mean? It's like if I saw Imrata, no hate, no shade, but if I saw her on the beach taking photos, I would just basically find two bricks, tie them to my feet and then just like walk into the ocean and be like, I'm done. You know what I mean? That's an assault. Like I'm a feminist, but also like, do I have to stare at your perfect body? I'm just over here trying to eat my tuna fish salad and like drink a bottle of wine. All right, next question.
1: Hi Heather, this is Ashley calling from Kansas City, Missouri couple things. I know you like to keep these quick, but first I have an absolutely yes and an absolutely not. Absolutely yes, P2P, P, women to women, female to female. I adore you. And when I'm having the worst day, you always pick me up. I so love you too. So just wanted to give you a shout out because you deserve to know that. Thank you. At my number two, absolutely not sitting, or excuse me, not sitting, squatting and peeing in public restrooms. I get it. I, I get it. You're not going to get the coronavirus from pulling out one of those protective layers and sitting down because when I go in there, I don't want to have to sit in your pee.
0: Okay. I hear you on this. I hear you on this. It was so funny. Jeff and I were just at Nordstrom and we were, there was like a single stall bathroom and he, he I went in there and then he came out. And then he went in after me. He was like, "Why was your pee all over the seat?" I was like, "Because the woman before me was fucking squatting and peed everywhere, and so then I had to squat too because I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna, you know what I mean? Which I probably should have just taken one for the team and wiped down the seat. It was a whole thing. I, you know what? It wasn't until about three years ago that I actually started sitting on public toilets. Is that weird, Michelle? Do you sit on public toilets? I do, but mainly just because I don't really have the thigh strength to hold okay. it that long because that's, that's your weakness. Yeah. <laughs> That's your flaw. Yeah. Okay, I hear you. You know, as sisters P2P, we do need to, you know, lock up the bathroom. It's wild. I remember even when in the sorority house, there would be days where I'm like, women can be kind of fucking filthy. They really can. Like women, men are gross, but women can kind of be filthy. So you know what? This was a great um, little lesson learned here. If you're going to squat, and I hate those signs and like, If you tinkle on the CD, be a sweetie. Wipe the CD. You know what I mean? (laughs) Have you ever seen those in like an office building and you're like, this fucking makes you want to crawl out of my skin? But P2P, maybe we need to start wiping down the toilets. You know what? this is actually what would be great. Y'all all all need to go out to like Walmart, get the Clorox wipes, the little to-go packs, keep them in your purse. So if you're in a bathroom, wipe it down with a little Clorox and then that way your skin's gonna get the bleach on it. So there's no way coronavirus can get to your butthole. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we need to do. I think that's a great thing to remember. Also, I read something that it was like toilet seat, public toilet seats are actually not that dirty. I know that's gonna sound crazy, but there was something like, you can't get something from the physical toilet seat. You know what? Actually, that sounds like horrific medical advice. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember something like my sister was no, like— No, no,
1: no. I don't think you're off there.
0: Okay, let's— Hold on. I'm going to Google it.
1: All right, let's yeah. see. How, it is 2020. We could figure this out pretty
0: yeah, should you sit on toilet?
1: Yeah. But also, like, isn't that what your butt's made for?
0: Most professionals recommend spending no more time on the toilet than it takes to— Oh, okay. This is about your stool. Okay, never mind. This is about the <laughs> I don't know what I picked is that about up. your
1: butthole dropping out because I've read about that too. What do you mean? I read about this guy. If you spend too long, like, on the toilet, like you can, your
0: butthole can fall out. Wait, that's the next thing. It says sitting. On Told the to- you sitting on the toilet for too long will wreck your butt. Yes. Wow. Your butthole will fall out. I'm in and out. In fact, Jeff literally has said to me, he's like, this is, you need to see someone. I've never seen somebody go to the bathroom that quick. I'm like, I don't linger. I don't look at Instagram. I go in there. I do my thing. You know what I mean? Clean up, get out. I don't linger. To me, it's not, I'm like, let's go. We got shit to do. Yeah. Literally. Okay. P2P. Start cleaning up after ourselves, lady. All right. Let's get to the next voicemail. Hi, Heather.
1: Huge fan here. My name is Jonna. That's like Donna, but with a J. Yes, it's a made-up name from the South. I'm from <laughs> Texas, but I live in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Please come here sometime. But my absolutely not is when people act like demeaning towards you because of your age when you're doing your job. So I'm a oh. hospice social worker. I love my job. But I often have people say to me, like, "Oh, are you old enough to be a social worker?" And I, like, I have a master's degree. I've, I've I've been doing this for a couple years, and I just don't even know how to respond sometimes. So. That's right. Absolutely not. And please let me know how you would respond. Jonna,
0: Jonna, first of all, love the name. It was Jonna, not Jonah, right? Jonna. Jonna. Yeah, Jonna like Donna. Jonna, you know what? It's interesting? I have the opposite problem because I always, as an actor, I always read for roles that are like 47 and I'm only, I'm not even 33 yet. So that's interesting. But yeah, that is fucking demeaning when someone's like, oh, oh, can you, oh, you know how to do social work? One, being a social worker, like I bow down. That's going to be the hardest fucking job. I mean, my sister was a prosecutor for a while and she was like, Heather, when you see some of these cases, you just like, your heart is fucking, it, you know, her business partner was a criminal, uh, uh, public defender for a while. It's like, that is like thankless. Holy shit. I don't know how you do that work. I literally, my entire job is to make people laugh, to bring them out of darkness. I know that I physically could not handle dealing with like the intense cases of like social work. So first of all, thank you for doing the Lord's work. Thank you for getting out there and saving lives. And I agree with you. That's some fucking bullshit. Oh, I'm sorry, Ronnie. Oh, you you do a better job because you're 38 and I'm 27? Shut the fuck up. But you know, here's the thing though. Also on the other side of that, you just need to be grateful. You need to say, you know what? Let it go on one ear not the other. And you need to say, wow, I've got great skin, you probably have a fucking great face. I've never, I've actually on the other end of that never felt bad. I have a girlfriend who looks really young and it bothers her. And I'm like, bitch, I'm over here getting fucking Botox, using the serums. I, you know, need to see a shaman witch doctor to see if he can bring my soul back into my body. And you look like habitually 21. I don't want to hear the complaints. I'm going to jobs, breakdowns of auditions that say, she's 47, 47 tired mom. She's lived a rough life, former hooker. And I'm like, <laughs> is that the look I'm giving off? Like, I know everyone thinks now I'm a binge drinker after this past weekend, but do I look that tired? And, you know, on the other side of it, I'm like, well, I'm just a really great actress. Like, I can put that on. But I I haven't read for a role that was like... <laughs> You know, usually a lot of these people in Hollywood, the people, like for example, like on a show like, you know, the old show like Vampire Diaries, they all played these like 15-year-olds but they were all like in their you know, late 20s. I actually went in to read for Vampire Diaries once and it was for a role of a 16-year-old like mean girl in school. One, I am not a bitch. I could never be the mean girl. Two, I went in and it was so funny because I got the role because one of my friends was on the show or I got the audition. I think they were just like, hey, we'll bring her in. And I walked in there and I was doing this role. I had to read as like a 16-year-old and I literally stopped them halfway through my audition. I go, listen, I gotta be honest with you. One, you and I both know I don't read for 16. I was like 25 at the time. I'm like, I have a deep voice and double deep breaths and broad shoulders. I don't, there's no way I could even pass for 18. Also, I can't pass for a vampire. Vampires eat only once every full moon. Let me play a werewolf on this show who's fucking in the woods like chowing down, but you and I both know I'm not thin enough to play a vampire. The whole room of casting agents just started fucking dying and they were like, thanks for coming in. You're absolutely right. And I was like, I'm going to see myself out. That's what's up. Gucci gang. And just like left. So sometimes we just got to admit to ourselves, you know, you listen, you're good at your job. Let that go on one ear, not the other. And just be grateful that you have young, youthful, elastic skin. You know what I mean? And, and look at it on the bright side. God is good. You are doing the Lord's work. So just keep going out there and saving fucking lives. That's what's up. Y'all, I think that's a good place to end. I think we need to really, after this weekend, one, I'm counting my blessings that I didn't die from the IV. Two, I'm i I'm, I'm counting my blessings that we were not actually a part of the crime that was outside. Again, I don't know any facts about it. So if you're like a PI, don't call me because I didn't see anything. Three, I've learned lesson. I've got to take care of myself, do a little self-care, pump the brakes. Four, I've learned that... I, I want to continue to grow my group of girlfriends and, and surround yourself with people who will weaken at Bernie, hold you up and, and just carry around a bag of pills and just get you to where you need to be. And five, I'm grateful for, I'm just grateful for, for life. Another day on this side of the soil. And I'm glad that I had a fun, wow, wild and harrowing weekend. I just feel very blessed to have good people in my life and I'm blessed to have this podcast and I'm blessed that I have this fucking stupid, absolutely not line where y'all call in a bitch and we can laugh about Instagrammers and laugh about our jobs and life because it is a wild world out there. But just know this is a community, it's a safe space and we're in it together. Y'all, I love you. Keep calling into the absolutely not line. You know, I don't know, fucking like review. Just keep beeping me, tweeting me. I adore each and every one of you. And I will be back in the studio next week. We're gonna bring in some guests. We're we're just gonna really hit it. I'm sorry, I'm coming off a three-day bender. And um, I hope I didn't talk your ear off. But in the meantime, love and light. And hey, I wanna encourage everybody, if you're if you're a guy listening, call one of your guy friends, tell them how much you love them. But especially if you're a lady, call one of your girlfriends and be like, bitch. I'm glad I got you in my life. That's what's up. Love and light. And guess what? See you next time on the Absolutely Not Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.